0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today is a solo episode, and I have a topic that I think will be very helpful for you guys, and that I want to go over real quick before I dive into that. Just a reminder that on August 30th at 6 p.m. Central Time, I will be doing a uh, free webinar on metabolic adaptation, and basically within that, you know, this is going to be for you if you know you've lost weight in the past and you weren't happy with your look at the end, maybe you've lost weight and then you always see it come back on, or you just have trouble seeing uh weight loss in general, right? Uh fat loss, right? Like if if that's you, this is gonna be for you. Um, we're gonna talk about you know why that is, why you struggle with that, um, how to kind of plan things out more long term and some things you need to do long term to make sure that you um can combat and avoid metabolic adaptation and Get the body that you know you deserve for all the time you're putting into training. Um, And then we will have a live Q&A as well. So what I want to do today in this episode is kind of chat about metabolic adaptation. So basically, it's going to be five things you should know about it. Um, And that way you have this and then you can uh, decide to join the webinar uh, if you think this is going to be something that would benefit you. So five things you should know about metabolic adaptation. And real quick for the webinar, there is a link in the show notes that can take you there to secure your spot. So first, let's just dive into what is metabolic adaptation. And actually, before I do that, one other thing. I did an episode on this number 165, so not too long ago, um, probably so beginning of July. Um, so it's title what is metabolic adaptation and how to manage it so um, definitely review that if you think this is uh this is something that really interests you or or you just want to learn more about it or whatever it may be so First, let's go. What is it? So metabolic adaptation aims at decreasing energy expenditure, which is how many calories you just burn throughout the day, improving metabolic efficiency. So again, like you just get more efficient with the movements that you do and everything that you do throughout the day and increasing cues for energy intake. And so there it's just telling you, Hey, we need to eat more, right? Um, These are all things that happen with metabolic adaptation, right? And this comes from Trexler and colleagues, uh, 2014, um, from their, uh, review on it basically your body becomes more efficient with the energy you give it this is most pronounced when you are in a energy deficit right so uh, when you're in energy deficit your body is going to become more efficient with everything you give it um you know it's not going to expend as much so really we want to you know our goal long term is to be more like a i always like the car analogy you want to be that gas guzzling car the one that just r- burns through energy like it's nothing right you don't want to be that prius that is very uh energy efficient um we'll kind of chat about this but our bodies were designed that way for survival. And we'll kind of talk about that here in a little bit. So like if you've ever dieted it for fat loss um and and it's gotten tougher over time, or you just find it just very challenging in general, this is likely why you probably have some sort of metabolic adaptation. And the thing with this too is like it can show up even if you aren't like trying to lose body fat. Like kind of the way you go about things, whether you you're very like high, like you like doing a lot of cardio, you don't really like eating a lot of food, you can kind of Get your body to adapt uh, to that um, without you even really realizing it, right? And so this is why some people really. I think this comes down to this is why some people can. Well, for one, they they do have a tougher time losing body weight, um, and if they do that for longer periods of time, that's obviously going to be hurtful. But this is why some people also like genetically, yes, they can burn more calories. But some of the things you do, uh, the method you do, can increase that, and that is one thing that we'll go over in the in the webinar. So let's dive into the five things you need to know. First, it's temporary. Okay, your tab, your metabolism won't be damaged for good. It's just currently adapted to what you're doing. The good news is you can build it back up. Um, I think a lot of people think that with metabolic adaptations, it's like this, like, oh, you have it, you're forever gonna have it. Or if they diet it, you know, they feel like they have to lose weight on such low calories, or they have to eat low calories and they see their weight go up. They think, oh, my metabolism is damaged, but you know, this is, I think what you commonly see here is you see this, this is the kind of the client that you restrict energy all the time. Then you go out to eat. So your body, you know, you've restricted. So your body's starting to adapt to the lower calories. And then you go out to eat for one you're you're pretty, uh, your body's just depleted. Right. So you have that going on but you've also again been eating low calorie for a while exercising a lot so you're just your energy expenditure is lower so that's why like anytime you go out to eat you just see a bunch of weight gain because it's like for one your body's holding on to everything it's probably a lot of water weight type fluctuation as well but again the things you're doing are what's causing that so then people associate oh that's why i gained much weight because i ate all this this food, but really, again, it's your body just holding on to everything and give it, and again, you're just in this depleted state. So again, it's going to hold on to water, weight, um, everything like that. But then people associate that they're like, oh, I'm gaining a bunch of weight, so then they think that oh, foods like that are bad, and and that's I just can't ever eat anything, and anytime I eat anything, that's why it sticks to me. But it's like it's mostly because of what you're doing to it, right? So the thing with it is it's temporary, um, and you can build it back up. Now this doesn't mean that you can just all of a sudden be eating low calorie expending a lot of energy, you know, you have a low energy expenditure, you're you're, uh, metabolically adapted. And then also you can just go back to eating a ton and then it will build up. Like you do need to slowly work your way back up for a couple of reasons. One, again, your, your maintenance calories are lower. So you have to, over time, you work that back up. That's going to take time to do that. But if you also are someone that's like, Oh, Hey, I need a reverse diet. I need to um, just start eating a bunch of calories. You know, chances are, if you've been somebody that has been restricting calories for a long period of time, just increasing your food intake is probably going to be, it's going to be tough and your body's probably not going to respond very well to it in terms of like gut health and things like that too. Like you might not be able to, your body might not be able to handle that. So this is why you need to slowly increase it up. Um, you know, I have clients that, they do like to eat low calorie. Like anytime something happens, they want to drop things down. I always talk to them like, Hey, we need to work on getting these calories up. It's like, well, okay, I'll get to where I need to be. It's like, you don't have to go straight into where your calories, where we think they should be. It's just, you need to slowly work your way up because that's probably going to be a little bit easier on your, um, gut health. And this is where a lot of People go wrong with trying to reverse um, and like building up their their calories is they just go straight into like, oh, okay, I should be, you know, going from 1200 to 2000. It's like, no, slowly work your way up. Maybe you start at 12,000. That's kind of where your average is at. Maybe you work up to 1400 for a little bit, get used to that. Then you work up to 1600 for a little bit, and just slowly increase rather than just going from 1200 to 2000. But again, it's temporary. It's not. Always going to be that way. Now, again, there's going to be some people that no matter what you do, their energy expenditures are just going to be lower than other people. There's a chart that kind of shows like uh, that. Basically, they they took a bunch of people and they they kind of showed what their energy expenditure was. And I mean, it, it's going to range. Up. It can range. Now, on the, this, these are the extremes. It can range up to like two, three thousand calories. Right. Most people are going to be grouped in um, to to a certain you know amount. Like it's not going to be anything crazy, but you know, somebody that falls kind of on the lower end of that range is going to have a little bit tougher of a time than somebody that's a little bit higher. And again, that's mostly due to genetics. Now there's things we can do to increase it. And this is what we'll kind of chat about in the, in the webinar. And I'll I'll give you some tools to be able to do that, but realize that genetically, some people are just going to be a much easier time expending more energy than others. Um, So keep that in mind. But again, your, your metabolism is not damaged. It's just adapted to what you've been doing to it. The next thing, number two, is it's there to help you survive. I kind of alluded to this early on um, with the Prius and the gas guzzling car. But metabolic adaptation is there to actually just keep you alive. As much as it doesn't make any sense, let's go back to thousands of years ago, right? Your body doesn't know there is an abundance of food available in today's world. It still thinks you might not eat for extended periods of time. So it helped us thousands of years ago to survive. It's not so helpful now when people are purposely trying to lose body fat. Okay. So again, that's there because, you know, we adapted being able to just kind of <laughs> go through times of not being able to eat a lot or uh, just because again, like nowadays we we can't fathom being in a world where we didn't know where our next meal is going to come from, right? Like it's just, we just are so like, there's just food everywhere. It's just that we can't think of having a situation like that but there was a time when that happened. And so our bodies had to be in order for us to continue to adapt and survive and evolve. We had to adapt to, to lower calories. And so um, that's basically what the body does, right? Is when you aren't getting a lot of energy in, it's going to find ways to again, adapt to that and just downregulate other processes um, within the body. You know, things that aren't as essential are going to slow down. Uh, That's why when you are dieting, you may find that like you can't think as clearly maybe like, um you just feel more lazy um you get hungrier right like these are all like the hungrier not not so much but like it it will like you'll talk slower fidget less like your body's just kind of making you more efficient with what you do right you're becoming more of that that prius rather than that gas guzzling car um that just kind of burns through energy so it's there to help us survive because it's basically like hey we're not getting a lot of energy and if we keep this up you know, we're not going to have energy and we're not going to be able to survive, right? You're going to die because you're not getting enough food, um, energy in. So it's actually really helpful in that regard. But again, it's not helpful when people are purposely trying to lose body fat. It doesn't, again, doesn't know that there's, your body doesn't know that there's food all around. And so it's, uh, so our bodies are really good at like storing fat and storing energy in in case we have periods of time where we're not going to have food, right? Um, so again, helpful thousands of years ago, not helpful anymore. So number two, the number two thing you need to know about metabolic adaptation is it's there to help you survive. So again, with this, we don't, that sucks. It is what it is, but now, you know, and you can work with it rather than against it. Okay. So we have to work with our bodies and rather than against it. And I feel like too many people just work against their bodies. (laughs) Number three, it's more pronounced when you are in a deficit for a long period of time slash more aggressive the energy deficit is. So the longer you're dieting for fat loss, the more likely this is going to pop up, the more it's like, okay, we haven't gotten energy for a long period of time. Now we're going to start to downregulate these things. Also, the more aggressive your energy def- deficit is, the more you, you cut calories, the more this, this is going to kick in as well. So as I mentioned earlier, this this happens when you are in an energy deficit for an extended period of time. It won't just happen after dieting for a week, at least nothing noticeable, right? So if you have a modest caloric reduction you're in a modest calorie deficit it's a week or two in you're not really going to notice much right your body's not just all of a sudden going to just just crash and now for some people it's going to happen sooner than others but those things matter now if you go straight into a large energy deficit then you're going to run into these issues sooner right you might not run into it the first day or the second day but obviously the the, the more your energy deficit is the more calories you cut the quicker this is going to pop up um, and the more pronounced it will be. And again, we also have to take into consideration this, there's genetics that are involved with this. For some people, this is going to happen sooner. So again, somebody that they, their body's very good at fighting against weight loss, you know, they're going to see it pop up a week and a weekend where somebody else might not see these things pop up for two to three weeks. And so that's also going to play a big role, but just realize the more pronounced it is, the More, the quicker it's gonna happen, the longer you go, the more likely it is to happen as well. Um so this is why we have clients, and this is one of the things we'll talk about in that webinar, is this is why we have clients work in phases of nutrition. We're not always trying to lose body fat, and we want to do that so we can help with metabolic adaptation. So again, it's not just like it just happens, it's a set period of time, it's gonna be different, and it's gonna be based on many factors. Number four, resistance training helps lower its effects. By lifting weights and building and maintaining your muscle, you can lower its effects. Uh, Rosenbaum et al. in 2018 found that resistance training reduces skeletal muscle efficiency. Resistance training reduced skeletal muscle work efficiency at low outputs. Okay, so um, your body was just less efficient with energy, right? So we're, again, trying to make it more of that. Uh, a gas guzzling car rather than that Prius. So um, if you're not weight training, you're going to see metabolic adaptation probably happen a little bit sooner as well. Um, You know, obviously this is going to help build muscle, but again, having that muscle is, you know, it's costly to build and maintain. And it's also going to make you less efficient with each movement that you do. Whereas if you're more focused on cardio to lose weight, your body's going to become it's going to be more efficient with energy, um, with your movements, right? It's not going to expend as much energy per movement. And you can see this too, where like, you know, what, when you first start running, you know, a mile may have burned X amount of calories, but then you get more efficient at it. Like you're, um, uh, I can't think of the word that they, I can't think of the word right now, but again, you, you just become more efficient with the movements and, and, and with cardio that happens way quicker than it does with like, um, building muscle, uh, or with resistance training, it also, uh, from Hunter et al in 2015, it also prevented a decrease in meat during very low calorie diets. So one of the things that uh, we talked about earlier is, you know, when, when there, when you do have metabolic adaptation is one of the, we talked about, I talked about how one of the things that will decrease, it, it will become more efficient with its energy. Um, and it, and it basically non like things that aren't important to the body, it will start to downregulate energy spent on that. Right. And one of those things that you will see really decrease during fat loss Um, when you are in an energy deficit is your need levels, right? So need is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Um, Think of this as just like spontaneous movement, again, fidgeting, talking, things like that. And your body's going to be very good at um, conserving energy there, right? So you'll see that go down. This is why we have clients track steps during fat loss to make sure we don't see like their need levels fall, fall too far. Now you can't do anything about pigeoning or blinking or things like that, right? Like you're not going to notice that. But again, that's why we will use steps because if, if we see like weight loss slow down, we do have that option of being like, Hey, if, if they weren't tracking steps, Hey, look, you know, if you look back at your history, you were at 10,000. Now, all of a sudden you're down to 8,000. We'll just make sure we bump that back up to 10,000. Well, if they are tracking it, steps are staying the same weight loss is slowing down. We may increase their, their steps, right? And that's a way to kind of combat the neat reduction. But Resistance training is another way to do that. So make sure you're lifting weights um, during the fat loss process. Uh, again, not only to conserve your lean body mass, which is going to be, which is going to help lower your hunger levels. And it's going to help you maintain that weight loss long term, but it's also going to um, help prevent a decrease in need. So the last one, number five, is protein. Um, maintaining, as we just talked about, maintaining building muscle helps decrease metabolic adaptations effects and protein helps in that process, right? Protein helps for one, it helps maintain muscle and building it. Um but it also can help increase energy expenditure slightly as well too uh, as it has the highest thermic effect of food. Um so basically it uses the most energy to absorb and digest so in a study a weight loss group consuming a moderate protein diet had a lower resting energy expenditure than one would predict following the weight loss however the group doing a high protein diet had an energy expenditure of about 167 calories per day and this is from drummond et al in 2020 again not a massive difference 167 calories nothing crazy but that does add up you know you also think hey you're But again, it's, it's going to increase your energy expenditure, right? You're going to have a higher energy expenditure than than somebody who has a lower amount of protein, but it's also going to help you with satiety. Okay. So it's also going to help keep you full, but, and it's also going to help you maintain and potentially build lean body mass, depending on if you're, um, newer to training or whatnot. Okay. So again, that's another thing that we can do there to to help you with metabolic adaptation. So those are my five things that you should know about metabolic adaptation. Again. if you want more in-depth knowledge on this topic and how to manage it, then make sure you sign up for my free webinar on August 30th at 6 p.m. Central. Again, the link will be in the show notes. It's also in my bio on Instagram. Um, I hope you show up. Uh, again, there will be a live Q&A as well. Um, so yeah, if you have any other questions on it, let me know. I hope this topic was helpful and I will talk to you guys next week.